Hey guys, welcome back to Authenticity. And today's podcast, like I said in episode before, I'm exploring the concepts of blackfishing, colorism, and microaggressions. Today, this episode is going to be about colorism and just the idea of colorism and the practices that happens within colorism and just my thoughts and opinions about colorism. So the whole idea of colorism just came to like my mind and knowledge of like what colorism is. Um, just recently, one of my favorite like YouTubers, um, Asia Jackson, I learned about her earlier this year when I attended Women of Color Conference. Um, definitely suggest that for people if you want to know about that, just DM me or whatever. But it was just a really good like conference for me it was leading featuring so many like women of color in like different fields such as stem activism youtube well not youtube like like social media like theater music all that like the arts and everything and it's just really cool to see like how they progress through like their issues and everything and just really strive through adversity and everything and it was just very impactful so like I started watching her more and more and she like just describes her like life as a biracial woman who is black and Asian and that just really struck with me as soon as she like told that in her little part of the conference and everything that just really stuck with me and I was like wow love this girl so I started like watching her and everything and she's been starting this um series called know yourself and know your history and Actually, she did an episode on colorism. Definitely suggest checking that out. And it really educated me, so I thought it would educate other people about it. So, in her episode, she gives a definition of what colorism is. And colorism is coined by this African-American activist and writer named Alice Walker, which was established in 1982. She describes colorism as the prejudicial or preferential treatment of the same race people based solely on their race. So basically an easier version, like in my head of how I process it is, it's basically the difference of the same race of people who are defined by difference is in their shade within the race. So a great way to like really understand this is like what's, like biracial people and like light skins in general there's definitely different shades of light skins and everything so like my siblings were were both biracial black and asian but they are far more like way lighter shade of biracialness and like like brownness than me like especially during the summer like i get the darkest and everything and like it was a running joke like oh i'm the darkest kid of my mom's and everything because like i just really was more naturally like darker than them and they were still, like, way, like, lighter than me. And, like, my brother, he really doesn't even get really that dark or anything. Like, he gets dark, but not as dark as me. So, just, like, the differences in that. And, like, a lot of people really need to understand that with, like, biracial people, too. That there can be biracial people that are, like, very, very pale with, like, blonde hair. And there can be biracial people who are, like, really, really dark. Kind of, like, Hawaiians and everything. Like, darker like that and such and everything and just have darker mannerisms that look like they're Indians and everything but they're not so just really understanding the differences in like the shades and the spectrum um so she goes on to discuss like 
this chart that was created in like European colonialism and everything. And the scale basically was like to state that the lighter you are, the more access to resources you you tend to get more resources basically. And back in the day, a way they would test this within black people is called the paper bag test. First of all, when I heard this test, I was like, what? Like, it just, I just could not process this. But, like, honestly, I'm not surprised. Like, the more I hear about, like, my history and everything and just, like, history itself, I'm not surprised they did this and everything. But it was just, like, it just was extreme. I didn't know they did this in college. So the paper bag test determined which Black people could enter certain clubs, fraternities, sororities, and et cetera in the universities and everything. And obviously... You can already tell how this was going. It's like, like, obviously, I don't know if like everyone's on the same wavelength as me. Like when I heard this test, but like, I already knew once I heard about it that dark people were already denied. Cause like honestly, people really are like, it's like something you learn in psychology. Like how like with the little kids and like the scenario of like, oh, point which baby you think is the bad baby, and they show a white baby and a dark baby and then even the black kids picked the black baby which is just very sad and everything and just honestly it's really annoying how people are taught that like and don't really understand that like racist doesn't really matter at a young age and i think we should do better on that as far as like our generation as teaching our kids that black people aren't bad like that's just a stigma that's really not sad, right? With me and everything, and like more as I learned about this, like myself, it's just really annoying to me. So, like I said, the darker people got denied from these clubs, and of course, if you were lighter skin and everything, you got accepted in these clubs. And honestly, like I even like did this test myself. Me being in a white sorority and everything, if I was like in this day and age, and they did the paper bag test, I would not get in. I am very much darker than a paper bag and it's not a very accurate test or anything and i don't even think the test exists first of all that's ridiculous like everyone should be able to do whatever they want to want to do and just have the same opportunities that's just clear as day so we're not gonna get into that though but i just want to tell you guys about the paper bag test and just like that was something that really happened with like identifying different shades and people and everything and like what one certain shade of person could do versus the darker shade of people that could do things so um in east asia there's a belief that dark asians are associated with poverty savagery and criminality and this was very surprising to me like i said earlier that i am um a darker descent of asian because my family like my grandma came from thailand and everything and those people are like really known for like working long days like in the sun and everything by the banks and everything and people more in southeast asia were more in the fields and everything doing farming just out in long days and everything and that's just like it's gonna happen when you're outside for long periods of days you're gonna get darker and everything it's not something they were like chosen or like could choose and everything but while the other asians like upper north of asia they are the wider asians of course and they were seen as beauty purity and wealth because they would be more inside and everything and just do leisure activities or 
other activities in the house more than outside. So with like this divide in Asia, even a popular business that started happening was skin whitening. First of all, I just could not even imagine what it would feel like to be like, oh, I need to widen my skin so I could get certain opportunities and everything. That's just honestly so sad. Like, I couldn't even imagine, like, that thought process. Especially, like, if I were to, would have grown up in, like, Thailand or anything. That's just, it dumbfounds me that people, like, believe that way because of just how they're seen in Asia. Like I said, that the darker Asians are really seen as um, impoverished, savage, like, savages and just drawn to criminality. But that's obviously not true. And it's just really sad. So, with the skin whitening business, this started growing really quickly with people getting skin whitening surgeries, um, skin whitening soaps, products, all these products. And it's just a really booming industry in Asia. And um, I don't know if you, like, weren't through that kawaii phase and everything. I know a lot of people were using, like, very, very pale filters and everything. So, that's, like, where this stems from and everything. And a lot of people really, like, appeared white and everything. I didn't really understand this, but, like, when I thought about it, I had a friend who was a foreign exchange student my freshman year. Her name was Minho, and now that I think about it, she was not, like, that, like, she was, like, average, like, shade of Asian, I guess you could say, and she would really, on, like, her Instagram post, make her really, really white and pale. I was like, why would she do that? But, like, now I know about colorism, and I'm like, that's why, because she wanted to see be seen as beauty purity and wealth and just like all these things and it's just honestly so sad and I think we should do better with that but honestly I'm really sick and tired of the like colorism and it's just like prevalent in today's society like how people automatically have these assumptions about people that are darker skinned and everything and just associate with them bad with bad things or they see people with very pale and white skin as like good and it's just really annoying and I'm really sad to see that people still don't understand this concept of colorism and just see how it's an issue within this world so i hope me discussing colorism and you diving further into learning what colorism is and just how it plays a factor in many cultures and everything like helps us like really change people's perspective of what colorism is and not to practice it and just really get away from that ideology and just see people as they who they are so